you can show up every day and just you know do your job and, and be happy with it, or you can you can push and try to try to be more than than you know your job, and and that's um, that's the difference I think is you could, you know if you uh, if you want to be more you can be more. Welcome to the Get Wired Podcast, presented by CED Vero Beach. Join us as we make new connections, share our outlooks on business as well as life, and provide a new look at the wholesale electrical supply industry from the inside out. This is the Get Wired Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Burkhart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Get Wired Podcast. This is a special episode recording here up in the studio with Jim Dinsmore. It's Labor Day, so it's September 2nd. It's also the eve of Hurricane Dorian making its trajectory towards Florida. So we're getting this podcast in just uh, just so you have something to be entertained by and something to remember our voices by in case it goes terribly wrong. So without any further ado, Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Jim's been a longtime supporter of the program, and uh, it's about time we got him on the show. I figured uh, a day that we're closed and it'd be nice and quiet, we could come up here and uh, chat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Code Corner himself. Yeah. So we uh, missed this week's Code Corner due to uh, obvious hurricane preparations and uh, due to inventory up in Palm Bay, but we'll be back next week. Yeah. So that's a, in case you're not aware and you want to get on that newsletter, send an email to jim at cedvero.com because that's a weekly, how would you describe it, Jim? Why don't you take it? Um, It's basically a weekly, um, it's almost like a newsletter, kind of uh, information, things that are happening, things that I feel that young trainees in CED and even older, you know, people that have been here for, uh, for two years, it's obviously just good to put out information, you know, new, new things, code changes, uh, upcoming equipment, new, new, new pieces of equipment that are going to be out on the, on the market. And just try to keep your people informed and just kind of, you know, help everybody, uh, stay educated and not get uh, surprised by, uh, something or. And how, know. how long have you been doing this? Uh, we started this, so. I want to say we started this probably a year and a half ago, maybe. It was in October. Yeah. A year and a half ago. Um, and it kind of just blossomed. It went from there. I mean, we sent it out just in our PC to everybody. And next thing I know, it got copied and forwarded. And I had like, you know, 38 people to start sending it to after that. Um, so it caught on really quick. And um, it's something I really enjoy. Um, I, I take pride in it. I, I enjoy it. Um, I like to hear the feedback. Uh, what people want to hear about, what they want me to write about. Um, so it's been really good. It's been interesting. So give us an example. Like, what is what is something that you would write about, and and how how do you go about doing it? Like, what's the what's the process? Well, the recent one, the recent uh, issue that we did was the uh, the wire sizing for the um, uh, for the for the panel boards. Hmm. Uh, we had a situation here where the customer had ordered an equipment with 500 MCM lugs, and they were trying to order 600 MCM wire. Obviously. It's not going to work. So, um, and it got into a whole, you know, wire sizing issue when you're building gear and you have to select the right lugs. So that's the kind of information I want to put out so that, you know, future, future jobs, people will, you know, think of it ahead of time and not get themselves into a situation where they can't fix anything or they're in a point where they have to, uh, you know, they're losing money or they're losing, uh, GP for their store or they're losing, you know, money for their customer or. Or just making them look bad, right? Right, or, or just, <laughs> you know, giving CED a bad name, exactly. I don't want to do that either. Honestly, I think it goes such a long way when you can be the guy that says, hey, I quoted this panel, and for some reason I remember it being a 500 MCM max lug, and you're trying to order 600 MCM copper, Mr. Contractor, and right. that's not going to work. 
and then all of a sudden you're the expert like you right you're the default person that is taking control taking care of their packages um gear packages and uh and making sure that they are being able to be delivered and turned on and fulfilled properly because at the end of the day that's our job right is to be kind of like an extra set of hands and eyes and ears for the contractor correct on, yeah it's, it's a huge value add for them for us to um you know be kind of have their back on it and even though we're just we're not just selling them the gear we're we're seeing it through right to the end and making sure that everything goes right and that's a big reason why CED is successful because we are operating independently in our markets for the market we don't we don't have some huge inside sales staff at another location that might do the gear but then never hear about the wire or something like that where right. everything's broken up and compartmentalized like we're 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 the guy that you're going to call and place your will call order for that morning on and then call back that afternoon and, and quote a whole lighting fixture package right. and, and gear package it's going to be the same person the same point of contact for that customer i think that's that's really important and, and definitely save save that one job which has already been kind of a yeah kind of a difficult yeah, one we've, so. it's uh it's been a it's been a good one right from the <laughs> beginning, but it's all right it's been, it's been a good learning experience yeah and the customer is willing to, to he, he understands that we're, we're doing things to try to help him out and, and save him some money along the way. And uh, he's willing to put up with some of the headaches and uh, divert some of those extra funds into Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever for, for those headaches. Um, and at the end of the day, I always say, if you start a job with me and, and, and CED Vero Beach, we're going to finish that job with you no matter what it takes. If it costs us a little bit of money, if it costs us some time or whatever, we're going right. to... We're going to see you through today in the vet job. And you can make a decision if we did a good job to bring us the next one or not. And I think that's that's important. But, I mean, going back, what's your process for the code corner? It sounds like you um, take something that comes up in the store during the week maybe or. Yeah, I try to, like I said, the feedback is really great. Um, it helps me come up with, you know, get to get a good topic. And uh, that, that way I know where people are kind of at. Um, generally, we, we find a topic, pick a topic. Um, I'll do research. I'll try to look into local see if there's any local codes on the issue, um, see if there's any, you know, jobs, you know, with um, some of the other CEDs that they might be, that they might be doing that involve this. So I can use it as examples. Um, and I'll try to put up, you know, diagrams and try to try to best explain, you know, the situation as best I can so that when they do deal with it, um, they'll be, um, they'll be, you know, I feel pretty, you know, have a good basis baseline on how to handle it and how to quote it and how to move forward with it it's quick and easy to read um takes takes under five minutes to digest it probably takes you a lot longer to put together um i know the people that do read it every week really do value it and people that don't read it every week probably should start reading it more often because somewhere in the back of your mind you're going to remember that oh this is familiar to me versus this is completely foreign correct um, yeah. or this is an issue that like didn't we do one on ballast bypass versus direct wire yeah lamps? and we had a situation where there was some uh some melted light bulbs on a job, and so it made made perfect sense to kind of do an article on that and put that out and let, let everybody know. Because yeah. it's new, and it's, it's something that we're all dealing with, and uh, if you can learn from somebody else's experience and not have to go through oh, that sure. melted light bulb on a job experience yourself, then, uh, man, more power to you. You know, they, they say that a, a, a smart man learns from his mistakes. Uh, an idiot never learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And, and so by reading, by digesting information, by talking to people, by getting out there and, and learning things outside of yourself and your own experience, you can learn a lot more without having to go through all the pain right. and the headaches. And um, But what's your what's um, what's been something that you've gotten out of it that you didn't expect? Um, I've actually um, I've actually learned a lot. Um, 
there's a lot of stuff that as I'm writing about it, I may not realize, you know, hey, I didn't, I didn't realize this, and I didn't, you know, and certain uh, things. I mean, I, it's not a, um, it's not gospel. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm, I really hope that I get feedback, you know, back from as many people as I can, because um, I mean, it's a learning experience for me as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm always learning and evolving and every, every day. So I, um, I just trying to put this out so that people have, you know, a guideline and they're not just kind of, you know, out, out in the no, no man's land and wondering what's, you know, it's just kind of like a basic help. Yeah, I think your background, and uh, we'll get into that in a second, it really, really sheds a lot of light on this because people do come to you as the guy who's been in the field installing a lot of these products uh, in the past. And now you're on the other side of the counter. Um, you know, selling these products, ordering these products, stocking these products, uh, talking to customers about these products. Uh, so tell us about your time in the field uh, and how that's impacted you on the inside. Well, I was, I started in Massachusetts. I went to trade school, went to a place called Montachusett Regional Vocational Technical School, Monitech for short. Yeah. It's a lot to, a lot to say. <laughs> more, so. um, but anyway, they, uh, I got into the electrical program there and it was uh, basically different than most schools where you go to, instead of having, you know, academics all the time, you would alternate weeks. You go academics and then trade, then academics and trade. And then I got into, right into the, went right into the field right after, um, right after graduation. I didn't really, you know, have a, like a supermarket job or waiting tables or anything. I just went right into the electrical trade. Nice. Um, did that for, until about 2000. Uh, graduate, well, I graduated in 2000 and then I did it until 2002. I got my license in Massachusetts journeyman's license and um that right about that time is um when we decided we were going to move to florida and um kind of bounced back and forth well my boss found out i was moving to florida he kind of got mad because he expected me to stay there and be like the guy that was gonna you know run his business while he retired and didn't work out that way i got here in 2004 and uh i'd spent another spent till when did i start at ced 2014 2015 Okay, so yeah. yeah, so I spent from 2004 till 2015 working as in the trade down here, and I worked with a lot of the customers that we now have, and I see every day at the the counter. So it kind of helped uh, build a relationship with those guys. But um, and then I came in here, and it's been it's been uh, it's been quite an experience. It's been it's been neat to see, you know, I've cause coming in as a customer, and then knowing the frustrations of being a customer, and then coming in, you know, now I'm uh, now I'm on the other side and kind of under, trying to understand those frustrations and help them deal with the th- those frustrations is, is, is different. You know, it's, I'm the, I'm the guy getting, getting the pressure to make sure this is right. And whereas before I was the guy yelling at, you know, the guy on the other side of the counter for it, not being, not being here when I needed it or whatever. That's really good. So what are this, what are some of the things that, that customers, uh, perceive or see or value? Like what, what's the experience like coming into, the counter at CD or what, what, what always then is much different than it is now, obviously. But so when you're, when you're a customer coming in, you have your material that you want for the day. Maybe you called it in as a, as a wool call, or maybe you, you know, uh, maybe you called it in the day before and you're expecting it to be ready. So, um, you're on a timeline. So you get here, you, in um, you've got to, you got to come in, you've got to, you know, go through the line. Maybe it's busy, but you still got, figuring yourself an hour to get your stuff and get to the job so you can start your your first job and most of the time you're trying to be there by eight thirty nine o'clock so we open at seven um it's really tough because you don't depending on what the other guy knows on the other side and how fast they fill the order whether it's accurate or not those are all things that really you know as a contractor you care about because now 
you maybe you start, you get to the job. Oh, this is, you know, the, they gave you a, a 20 amp receptacle instead of a 15 amp. Now you've got to go back or call or yeah, that's all hold up. So it's really, you're concerned about accuracy. You're concerned about how fast you're going to be at the counter, how soon you're going to get your stuff and get to get going again. Cause that's all they care about getting and getting to getting their stuff and moving on to the next part of the job. I mean, time is money. Yeah. They, I mean, they're happy to be here. They, they like to stay, they may joke around. They like to be, you know, at the counter and enjoy, enjoy that part of it. But the most part they're, they're focused on the end of the day, finishing the job and whatever they got to do to get there. And, uh, so it's, it's important for us to, you know, be that, you know, solid, you know, accurate speed. It's all, it's all very important. And what do you think about customers that, come in and get their material and don't check it before they leave. And then they get to the job and they get frustrated. That's, um, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been there too. So, I mean, I've done that, um, not checked it and got there and been frustrated. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of a give and take. I mean, yeah. should, should, should they check it? Probably, but it's up to us still to make sure it's right. Um, and again, we're only going off of, of the list that we were given. So, I mean, there's there's a gray area there, but I mean for the most part we wanna we wanna try to be as accurate as we can to save these guys time and some of that is a garbage in garbage out yeah, situation. Correct. But I always like the idea of uh, especially on bigger orders like say it's a whole cart full of material, like lay it all out on the cart and then go through it with the customer and fill out the white copy with the customer and then don't have him sign until right. he's he's a hundred percent sure. Because that extra five minutes is gonna is gonna save them five minutes at the end of the day and that's huge. Oh, for, it might save them. Might save us an hour of driving to the island and Correct. back, with or the, an with extra the, delivery, or the you know, PVC coupling that's the wrong size, or um, you know, something that they meant to say this, and we interpret it as something else, and then you know, the whole day's ruined for this guy, and yep. he hates CD over <laughs> over a misunderstanding. But it also allows you to build that touch point with the customer of like, like we're in this together, like we're gonna figure this out, we're gonna box it up, and it's nice and organized. Um, one thing I try to avoid at all costs is what uh, somebody referred to as uh, electrical supply soup. So, like, don't just throw everything into a box. Yeah, try to organize it as try, best you can so they can see what they have, yeah. Put things in yep. bags. Like, don't just throw every little piece into the same box sure. and expect the guy to figure it out. Um, they're most they're less likely to look at it if it's soup. Like, they won't, you know, they'll just see a bunch of stuff in a box and assume that it's all there. And yeah. that's kind of where the problem comes in, too, because if you forgot something, they can't tell. Because if it's all boxed off and separated or the little things are in bags and... You got a better chance of them stopping and looking at it because they can see it all. And at the end of the day, we're gonna do whatever it takes to make that customer happy. So you might as well take the extra time up front, and then that'll pay dividends instead of having to fix it on the back end. Because you're not just gonna tell the customer, "Well, sorry, it's just the way it is," um, because you're never gonna yeah. get them to come back. So you're gonna end up fixing it. It's gonna cost you a lot more time and energy, and, and frankly, money than uh, just going through it at the time. And then uh, you came on board. I believe your first day was inventory day. It was. Um, by no accident, uh, inventory is a big day for us and we need all the help we can get. And, uh, so that's always a good way to start. You know, if you jump in on the hardest day of the year, right. um, not knowing our systems, not knowing our processes and just, just diving right in, uh, what's your experience been like in the first, let's say, let's, let's focus on the first year, maybe six months or a year. So the first step, so the inventory was great because I got to kind of lay of the land and learn where everything was. And yeah. my, my thing was, is I knew what it, what it was i knew okay that this is a you know a 42 circuit square d panel and now i had to figure out the i had to bridge the gap between that and the computer like learning the you know the uh, ced net and all the you know typing up a ticket and quoting and that was where my my struggle was in there early on is like i knew i knew what this you know this product was but 
I didn't know how to process it and hand it to the cu- you know give it to the customer. So right. I didn't have a lot of you know com- computer on you know out in the field. So that that was definitely a learning curve. And but it, I mean it, it gets uh, it gets better with time, and uh, I think I'm pretty pretty good at it now. I mean it's still it's like every day is still a learning experience, but there's always something new to learn every day. But yeah, I, I mean it's definitely it's it's like the opposite of what we do with trainees. You know, we bring them in for a year and expect them to kind of get the basics of the material and then start typing up tickets for it. But you've had all this experience in the field and then like no CED experience. So then you have to learn the CED side of it more so than the right. electrical supply of it. Um, but I think that's, I mean, I know it's valuable. You could see it when the, when the way the customers gravitate towards you or they call and they only ask for you if they have any sort of technical question. Um, and that's something that everybody here can can strive to be more like. And but it's hard. Like it's hard to get somebody sure. fifteen years of electrical experience uh, when they're behind the counter all day. I mean, I think lately we've had a couple of trainees go out with some of the contractors, which is good. But yeah, it's not nearly long enough for it to for it to really. I mean, three days. Yeah, it's not long <laughs> enough. I mean, I mean, it'd be cool to see maybe someday they could add to the training program, maybe like a month worth of you know out in the field with you know. And you could get certain customers on track, you know, on with that program so yeah. that they kind of know what to, you know, what to teach. Almost kind of like a trade school. It'd be kind of kind of interesting to see that because it's a, I think it's a huge, um, a huge value to have that background and then come into the trade and then come in and then come into, you know, like a supply house. Well, I know that for me, like just the more you're around it, the more you put things together, the more you ask people, hey, what are you doing with this? Sure. Um, it's just kind of comes over time. Uh, but for the longest time, I was literally had no idea what what these things were or how they put together and, and, and what they did in the field. And that's it's it, you're doing the customers a disservice almost by not knowing that stuff. And it, it's hard because you're focusing on the business and the, the P&L and the, right. you know, recruiting and meetings and building a team and, and inventory dialing in and all that stuff. But it, like the product knowledge is such a key component of it. And, and they expect you to know it like they make they may not ask for it in the right you know in the language you know it in but they're going to ask for it how they know it right and they get upset or frustrated when you don't know what they're talking about yeah so i mean i i can honestly say that i've heard a lot of that you know different different types of describing you know different parts or like instead of a male adapter some guys call it a ta or yeah you know, some guys are taken back by it they may not know what to do right away or where to go get but well, living in Florida, we get a lot of transplants from other states and even a lot of people just come in to do a job or whatever, like a national account type project or something like that. And uh, so people are coming, calling these things all different jargon, all different terms for the same item. And it's tough. I mean, I think a lot of the job that we do is translation. It, it's oh, sure. taking the information that a customer gives us in their format and then turning it into our format, double checking it and then making sure that it's accurate. But I mean, anything can be overcome. It's just a question of how long it takes somebody to learn that right. and, and build on it and grow with it. But um, yeah, I mean, we've we built the store up from quite a bit since you've been here. I'm yeah, sure. a lot of yeah. changes. Have it's happened. um, it's uh, it's been interesting. It's been great to be part of and uh, and to see it, uh, to see it grow. Um, I'm I'm grateful every day to to come to work here. Um, it's definitely it's definitely changed my life for the best. And I guess that's another reason why I like to do the code corner because I'm trying to trying to get people on the same on the same wavelength as you know the experience that I had um that's the best way that I guess I can put that out there is to try to educate people and yeah I mean I think that started as like a joke right yeah well well yeah we so Fred the guy uh Fred King that works with us here at uh 
at CED Vero, he um, he was doing a weekend project, and uh, he was he had a has a pipe, a PVC pipe, going under his uh, driveway, for I guess a landscape post or something. Yeah. And he was going to put put Romex, just regular Romex, in the pipe, and you're not <laughs> supposed to do that. It's a pipe. That's not. It's not a Romex isn't weighted, rated for a damp and wet location. They call it, and the inside of that pipe is considered a damp and wet location. And that's what started the whole thing. I was arguing with him. I was like, you can't do that. And he was so, and he was sending me a couple joke emails about it. And I looked up code articles and sent it to him. And then that's, and I think I copied you on it. And that's how the whole, the whole thing kind of just mushroomed into what it is now. I mean, that's amazing. It's, um, it just takes a spark. It takes one idea, uh, one, one impetus to, to push that boulder off the hill. And then, but I mean, the ideas are a dime a dozen. We've talked about this before, sure. you know, everybody's got ideas. And they're like, oh, I've got all these great ideas. Well, how many have you actually executed on? How many have you done repeatedly? And and you've done it almost every single Friday, except for a few exceptions. That, you know, a hurricane I think is a reasonable <laughs> one. Inventory is a reasonable one. Um, and it, it's valuable. Like, people like it and they they crave it. And it's we start the week off with the Monday minutes, which is like a here's how the week's gonna go. Here's copper pricing. Here's sales from last week. You know. Uh, something something important about the store and the operation of it and then you end the week with uh you know here's something to put in your knowledge bag right. so to learn for for the future so that when the customer calls and has a question about a gear package or a, a lighting schedule and like you know how to do it because you've read about it you don't have to just start from complete scratch but i mean i definitely think that ideas are are, are ubiquitous they're everywhere but execution is priceless man yeah yeah, I mean, the ideas are a dime a dozen, but it's also it's also the uh, filtering through and trying to find the right ones that are going to, I guess, make the biggest impact or, or, or be, you know, close to what we deal with here every day. Well, it's always changing. Yeah, for and sure. This is, this is a moving target. Uh, it is always constantly being updated, and those guys in California are always coming up with some new idea yeah. that, that's going <laughs> to slowly make its way across the country, and uh, usually for the better. I mean, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. Um, sometimes it's overboard, but, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that we can do is prepare ourselves so that when our customers come to us with these, like, oh, I'm in this situation, I don't know what to do. We're not also a deer in a headlight. Right. Um, and we know how to, how to deal with control receptacles and, and, you know, workspaces with, uh, so many wattage of lights and, and with it, within a certain footage of an, a window or something like that, like. Being able to understand that and deal with it just just brings us up to their standards of what they're looking for in a supply house. It puts them on the next level. So I'm not a um, as far as the trainee program. I mean, I know they do their. Uh, you guys do the uh, what is it? The they all work on uh, Epic. Epic, yeah. 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 So huh, I haven't really got a chance. I've seen David working on it a little bit at his desk, and I saw you know all the trainees that have come through Taylor and uh, Nick and uh, Nick Nick uh, Nick Scala is now the manager in uh, Palm Bay. Um, and Nick Richardson, Nicholas Richardson, yeah, and they all they all work on it, and I've seen things, but I don't I don't know that I see too 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 much of like you know them from digging having having to dig through the national code book or anything like that. I don't know how much of it is 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 based on that or you know when I was a trainee, it was this was this is going back to 2010, 11, and twelve, but uh, they issued us a code book. Oh really? Yeah, um, they don't do that anymore. I think it's all online because you can find it yeah. all online. Yeah. Um, you had to look up like, uh, I remember in particular looking up like the, the temperature ratings and the ampacity ratings of conductors, whether they're in open air or in, in, a, in a conduit or whatever the situation is. Um, I can't remember the table numbers, like three, one, two, something or other, but 
Uh, it's one of those famous code tables that everybody. Sure. We, I think we have one at the counter, just so we can yeah. hand it to people. There's um, and the Ugly's book has a has the uh, like the basics of everything in there, like the table, like you know that you were talking about. And yeah, it has you know uh, transformer control uh, hookups. It has you know volt basic like the basic tables for figuring out voltage and amperage, and and it's all important stuff. Uh, it's just um, it's important. I think it's kind of good for I guess for the for them to have a basis of that when they're when they're starting out it's kind of i mean it's meant to be like the most basic building building blocks to learning about the industry so i think one of the first books though and certainly in the bronze series they they show you like the side of a house and you have to identify all the components and not by part number but just by like what they actually are and they, it's multiple choice so it's Maybe. like a masthead a weatherhead um you know it, it's got the hub the the meter the sub panel right next to the meter, or the main panel right next to the meter, or meter main, whatever it is these days. It's got that little termination block for the low voltage stuff. The you know the Arlington GBB5. Um, it's it's just got like a whole bunch of stuff with arrows pointer, and you have to fill it all out. And so if you've if you're like me and you've you've walked by electrical items your entire life and hit light switches and they turn on, that's all you think about, and you don't know that it's a receptacle or whatever. Um, it it is helpful to to have some basis of it so that when a customer brings something to the counter, you're like, oh, I kind of know what he's talking about. Right. But they don't list all the different terminology. and. Sure, and there's no there's no way you can you can put that in a book. I mean, you're not going to, you know. That's, that's, there's some pretty common ones, though. Yeah, but I mean, well, some of these guys, I mean, especially if you're dealing with a homeowner, I mean, you know, if that's yeah. not in the trade. I mean, they, they really describe things <laughs> quite differently, so it's... It's hard, you know, to, to, to you're not going to be able to, you can't train for that. You just, that's going to be an experience thing. Yeah. It's been funny the last couple of days because we sold a ton of twist lock connectors, but when these homeowners come in, they're like, they describe it as if they like, like they don't, obviously they don't know the terminology for it, but they describe it to us as if we have never even considered that these things exist. They're like, I've got this thing and it goes <laughs> on the end of the cord and it's got these four wires coming out of it and it says 30 amp on it. I need a male... I mean, one with the prongs and one with where the prongs go into, and you have them both sitting on a desk right behind you, and you go, these? And they're like, oh, my God, how do you have those? It's like, because that's everything that everyone's been buying for the last three days here. Um, so it's just just being able to switch gears from going from a contractor who knows exactly what it is and may, might call it by his NEMA configuration and, and then going to a homeowner, at least in our particular profit center, is a, is a key component of it. Um, and having the staff that's able to do that and be friendly and yep. going. And, yep. Um, but what's something that you would recommend beyond like going out into the field? Like if you were trying to bring on somebody new, whether they're a trainee or a, uh, just a new employee, like we have a couple people here that have been here for under two years, um, downstairs, you know, downstairs or out in the field even that are, um, involved in sales, but maybe don't know necessarily like how it all, um, the, I mean, the, uh, it's kind of, it's difficult. I mean, so if you're not getting the on hand. Uh, on hand training. I mean, don't don't be afraid to ask. I mean, the, the, a lot of these a lot of these contractors will will are glad to explain to you, you know, like what what it is they're asking for. I mean, take them in the back, take them in the ask them to go with you into the warehouse so that they can that's huge. Yeah, walk through with you and and, and show you what they need because a lot of these guys know where the stuff is because they're here every day. Um, I knew where it all was when I when I would come in, uh, and that's what I would do if somebody was a little unsure. I would just go with them and say okay and. And it's a it's a learning experience for you know for the for the the new guy behind the counter is to see that oh I can put this rigid you know take this rigid coupling and screw this flex connector into it to make an adapter that might not you know for rigid pipe to flex that maybe we don't have the proper fitting for and yeah just kind of 
just kind of approach it that way. Um, don't be afraid to ask. That's the whole thing. They're not going to think any less of you for asking. They actually rather you ask them, and so they get the right thing the first time than to go and guess and bring the wrong thing out. Yeah, the worst thing you can do is is come out with full confidence with something that you're really not sure about and just be like, no, it's all there. Don't worry about it. When really you guessed at one or two right. items and the customers may or may not check it as we already discussed. But I think it's important that when you are um, looking at when a customer asks for something and maybe you don't have maybe you don't have that size, maybe you don't have exactly what they're asking for. You'd be upfront with them and say, hey, I don't think we have that. But have you ever considered like these two things or have right. you seen this new item or like not even suggestive selling, but just like creative ways to help this customer solve his problem, which is getting off that job today. Um, because they can't wait always till the next day. That's why we have supplies on the shelf. Right. We're not. And it's, it's, it's big, it's big cause it, it helps them. You're getting them, you know, getting them what they need. You're getting them the solution that they need, but it's also building a, um, you're building, you're bonding with that customer while you're doing that. Right. Um, so once you have that, you know, kind of that, that, uh, bond with them they're always going to um gravitate or use you when they come in and you know be confident that you're you know going to help them out when they come in in the future what have been some of the biggest struggles you've had coming to cd uh obviously the, the getting to learn the computer systems and stuff that's something everybody goes through but just like from switching from being in the field to coming into more of like an office counter environment um well i mean you're you're and it's actually some of it's been kind of nice. I mean, it's you know sweating in the in the air, you know, the air conditioning now, and um, instead of being out in the heat all day long, um, selling digging. shovels instead of using shovels. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I guess I didn't realize like the this there's so much you know little parts and pieces beyond what you would see typically every day in, in the field, and that's um, that's been. That's been the, the like it took so long just to get the the square D under control. You know, so many part numbers, and they throw this big thick book at you, and you just you know you're used to the the you know the ten or twelve common items that you would use all the time in the field, and depending on if you're a commercial contractor, you may know a little bit more of of, of the parts that are uh, parts that are there, but. Um, well, you were mainly residential. Yeah, right? residential. Yeah. So that's huge. I mean, that's a big part of our business here, but um, you do deal with a lot of our. OEM, which are basically industrial customers and uh, commercial contractors doing big size projects and things like that. But they still, you know, they look to you to say like, hey, what do I do in this situation? There's a lot more uh, stuff, parts and pieces for commercial than they're for for residential by far. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially when you're dealing with an OEM. Um, They they, they're always coming up with new and different and innovative ways to do things and they basically say, this is what I want to do. Find me what I need to do it. And you yeah. now you're off and running and you have to figure it out. And you might throw a few things at them and it's not going to be, you know, the, the first couple ideas you come up with might not be right. And eventually you guys all just work, work it out, work together and you come up with a, a part, you know, parts, parts list form and then uh, you generate orders from that. And again, that's now you build another bond with them and it's you know because you built the project with them and you know now you know the project and you're the only guy who knows the project so yeah that's why they uh and they, they appreciate that you know? you know one thing I, i've been talking about recently uh, ever since dan byers brought it up in a podcast is is uh it's, it's something that's always been on my mind but he put it in words that made it really like tangible and easy to, to discuss with other people but like build, doing things that are difficult gives you like literally builds barricades around you like it protects your business it protects it protects the work you've done. It's, it's it creates barriers sure. to entry into that environment, so that um, it makes it really challenging for um, 
you know, your competition just come in and swoop that business away from you. And I think by being so involved in the the design, the you know, the quoting of it, a customer would have to be a real jerk to just take that bill of material and give it to somebody else and be like, hey, can you give me a lower price? Right. I don't think we have a lot of those customers. Um, and if we do, we probably won't have them for very long because they always it always ends up shaking itself out. Sure. So if you get in there and you add the value and you put in the work and, and show like, man, I built this from some from something that was just a list that you had written down to this 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 enormous quote and it's, it's all everything you need and it's going to do your job perfectly. Like that's a barrier to entry for your competition to just come in and, and requote that or when they go in and beg for business from this OEM in particular, right. who happens to be like right down the street from our, our one of our main competitors in town. They're like, why would I give you the the easy stuff when CED is doing all the hard stuff? I'm going to give them the gravy too. Right. Like they they've earned that, you know. And um, that's a huge part of our business is just doing things that are challenging to keep other people out. Yep, it's um, it's uh, it's always a challenge. Um, like you said, I mean, you, you, at, at first we were getting you know just the just the hard you know the, the complicated stuff, and eventually uh, we've 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 tackled more and more and more of it. Which and uh, and now we're getting the easy stuff too. And um, I, I guess that's the biggest challenge is to to, you know, to start with fifty percent of a of a of of a customer's business and then to work for that other fifty percent is is the t- that's the toughest fifty percent I think to get is the is the second part. Yeah, I mean, usually when you're trying to break an account, they will give you like, oh, nobody can figure this out. Right. Here, go solve this, and you do that, and they give you the order. Great, you you make your hundred bucks, or whatever, and you and they're like, oh, thanks, that's great. Um, but you do it enough times to realize like, wow, you're going out of your way. You're doing, you're, you're calling me back. You're getting back to me on something that nobody else could, or you're getting back to me faster than they could. Why don't I give you something that these guys are screwing up on every day? Like my deliveries for just basic items, or why don't I give you a chance to do something else? You kind of kind of have to earn your way into that with any customer. No one's just going to open the floodgates and be like, here's all my business. Yeah. And the, the easier you make their life, the the more you know the the, the more you're gonna you're gonna huge. see of that person. You know that's huge. I mean, I always we, we just did this whole conversation on mind the gap. You know, it's been right. like the yep. saying the saying we're throwing around right now. Um, and just for some context to those who weren't in the meeting, it's it's like at the British subway system they have these signs that say mind the gap, like like don't fall in the gap between the the pavement and the train because it's dangerous. You'll die. So, but in our business, the gap is the the difference of what we pay for the material and what the customer pays for it. And inside that difference of percentages over what we pay for it is they get they get access to us. They get access to our life source, our energy, our our building, our facilities, our our vehicles, our staff, our knowledge, our computer systems, our inventory tracking. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's definitely for free. Yep. For, for what they would basically pay anywhere else. So the costs are pretty much equal, but they get us instead of the competition. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why we need to mine that gap and pay attention to it and make sure that we're charging what we're worth because I think we do provide a ton of services and value that we take for granted because we do it every day. Customers take for granted because that's just the world that we live in right now. Right. Sometimes we got to remind them like, hey man, you get me, Jim Dinsmore. You get the team that we've built here at CD Vero Beach, you get the six guys at the counter, the three counter computers, the the two delivery trucks, the two drivers, the the ability to store stuff in your warehouse, the access to six hundred other locations around the United right, States. Material, where, yeah. Yep. You know, top vendors, dating, terms, all this stuff. Like we take it for granted and if we don't get out there and explain it to our customers, um, that's that's where we fall short doing our job. Is because if we're just going to try to match somebody else's price, then 
I don't want to play that game. Right. It's like you, you've you know we've tried to we try to tell the new people um, that that come in. It's and um, it's not we're not a, just a supply house. We're not selling CED Vero Beach. It's the CED experience. It's like it's like a it's a all it's all a whole a whole community uh, in in you know of, I mean, like deliveries counter service. It's a serve you know all a service in one, not just not just you know one location here in Vero Beach. Yeah, I mean, especially for contractors that travel or do these national accounts everywhere, like that's huge to have a home base account that they can work with and and then still go out and get the material elsewhere. But I think you hit the nail on the head, man, the experience. Like you can go to different places and and do your shopping at different places and you'll have completely different experiences based on the culture and the environment. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, the things on the shelf and the price tag that's underneath them, but the overall experience of, you know, is it a clean place to go to the bathroom or do you have to plan your bathrooms before you yeah. go to that store? You know what I mean? Like, like people think about that. Sure. And, um, you know, one of the reasons Publix is such a great place to go shopping is they do, um, you know, they have, they have sam- samples and, you know, they're always cooking something. If you yeah. go at the right time, they got clean bathrooms. They got the friendly people. Customer service is great there. Yeah. They'll take care of you. They'll, they'll come to the front of the line and let you know that their lines available. Like, those are all aspects, and Publix is always example we go to because, you know, it's where shopping is a pleasure. And, yeah. and if you guys aren't from Florida or the Southeast, listening to this, it's it's a, it's a grocery store, but it's they focus on service, and their prices are definitely higher, and yet they're busy all the time. Um, <laughs> you know, we just bought bananas at Sam's Club yesterday. They were $1.39, and Maureen thought it was per banana. My wife thought it was per banana, and I was like, no, it's for the whole bundle. She's like, why aren't we always buying bananas here? I'm like, <laughs> Because they're all the way in the back of the store. They, right. don't, they don't deliver. Or, you know, we, don't, we don't get the rest of our groceries here. So, like, that's something to think about. Even though some places might have a cheaper price, is it convenient? Is it easy to get in and out of? Um, is it is it able to facilitate all the experiences you're trying to have with that lo- that shopping experience? So we picked up a little rain, a little, little Dorian action. Oh, I wonder if you can hear that. Yeah, on the... <laughs> yeah it's uh, that storm is coming. The storm is coming today. Uh, tonight one mile an hour closer at a time um speaking of pricing what's been your experience being on the other side of the counter in terms of pricing knowing what you know from being on the other side of the counter like how does pricing appear to you as a customer versus as the person who can see the cost well i didn't i didn't i guess as an i was an employee of a contractor so i didn't really i mean i would go and pick up the stuff but pick up the material and, and take it back, but I didn't pay attention to much of, but if you own your own business, it's, it's definitely, you're definitely looking at it. Um, and that's why so much, so many of these guys are, you know, always comparing us to, Hey, Home Depot has this cheaper, or just like you said, the bananas are a dollar 35 on they're $2 over here. Yeah. So, um, I think it, it matters to the, to the owners, the, 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 the normal, the guys, the, the employer, the employees every day coming in and out don't, don't necessarily, um, look at the pricing as much. I know I sure didn't when I was an employee, but um, if you have your own business, you definitely are paying attention to it. Um, but I mean, if I was to have my own business, I mean, I don't think I would mind, you know, paying an extra fifty cents or a dollar for something, knowing that, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about it beyond that. And it's it, it goes that way with anything. I mean, you buy a, you go buy a set of tires at you know Sam's Club, or you can go buy a set of tires somewhere else, and you in you know, you're looking for the best, you know, service and are these people going to, you know, they offer a free rotate after for the life of the tires after I buy them, stuff like that. I mean, it's uh, it goes that way with the electrical stuff, too. I mean, we, we, we're not only I mean, we might be a few pennies higher here and there, 
a few dollars maybe on certain things, but again, again, we're going to free deliver it to every, any job. We're going to stand by it. We're going to back, you know, back the material. We're going to, you know, always, always do what we can to make the process as easy as possible. And I don't know that every other supply house is like that. I don't think they are. I think that CED is probably where you, you can draw the line for that. I mean, well, not all CEDs are created equal. Okay. No. So, I mean, that that's one of the, the beauties, the gifts and the curse of CED being such a decentralized company is you can have a, a wide swath of experience, even within our division, you know. But it's just something we focus on here at CED Vero Beach where um, it's it's the prize is, is service, like good service. And that's just the background I've always had and being coming from the restaurant industry, like if your steak is not cooked properly, we're going to get you a new steak. Right. If your light fixtures are blinking, we're going to get you a new light fixture, whether it's a defective with just that one or, you know, when your fans, when you turn the fan on, the lights flicker, like, and it turned out to be an issue with the entire line, you know. Uh, hi, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim's former boss. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, we're going to stand behind that product because I don't want, I don't care if the customer leaves happy on Monday. I need him to come back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. and we're open Saturday morning to come back Saturday morning, too. And I want you to come back every single day. And so I'm never going to let one order, one job, one month, one one day, one experience be yep. like a terrible one. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we're not looking to just run across the finish line quick. We're trying to, you know, get there as, get there as quickly as we can. I, I think, mean, it, and, you know, and it's like, a re, I guess, a relay race would be the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah we're handing it off to other people. Yep. We can't, if we're tired, we got to give that baton to somebody else, yep. let them run and rely on the team a little bit. And, um, you know, the lifetime value of the customer is something that does not get talked about enough. I mean, we have customers, you might look at the customer and say, oh, well, they only do a couple grand, uh, say they do five grand a month, you know, 60 grand a year. Okay, but in ten years, that's six hundred thousand dollars, right? And plus price increases, right? So it goes up five percent every and tariffs. Yeah, yeah. So that number is is closer to a million dollars in ten years. And you, sure, that one customer is not going to win the day for you and get you to the finish line. But you need him, and you need a hundred others like him to right. and and pull back a little bit and look at the full picture and realize like no, they all matter. And if on a long enough timeline, they're all going to do. They're all going to allow me to get to my goals by by helping their business achieve their goals, and that's that's really what we're here to do: is to here to facilitate their their business and make their businesses run better and smoother. And you know that's why we do crazy things like um, you know help hire their employees. Right. Yeah. And, you know they don't have time to hire somebody. Yep. Okay. What do you want? What are you looking for? I'll post an ad today. I'll we interview. did an ad for um, for for a few um, done T-shirts, which has been pretty cool. I mean, for a couple of customers. Yeah. We really appreciate stuff like that. I mean, it makes a big difference. I mean, if you were listening to this and you have a customer in mind that, that comes to your counter and they wear just whatever T-shirt and they send their guys and they're just wearing whatever kind of article of clothing, they don't have a uniform, it's pretty simple and cheap and easy to, to put a uniform together, just T-shirts, and, uh, you know, maybe get it approved, maybe don't, maybe make it a surprise and just, just get them for the customer. I mean, it's all about uh, adding that little bit of value that might get you that extra, you know, a few thousand dollars to, in their account. And if you can find a way to get CED on there, then yeah. it's going to make them feel pretty bad about walking into K&M or City Electric <laughs> um, or proud, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here for five bucks worth of stuff, but I do all my other shopping at CED right. and, and here's the proof. Um, <laughs> but I think... I don't know, man. There's something. There's something. Uh, I saw a change in you when you started working here. From, like you, you just started grabbing more and more things. Like we started you off just 
the way I do everybody. They start, you know, helping the counter and, and checking things in, getting the feel for it. But you just keep collecting more and more responsibility. And I'm kind of waiting for you to tap out. But I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Like you've, you've switched from like this, you know, this mindset of well, I'm an electrician. This is what I do to well, now I'm in this environment where it is pretty ambiguous what my responsibilities are. So I'm just going to try to take ownership of as much as I can. Um, so what's been that change been like for you? Well, I guess when you're in the, when I was in the field, there was only so far you could, you could go. I mean, I mean, I could have just got my license, you know, down here. I, you know, I wasn't able to transfer it from, from, uh, not not to, um, well, it's, I mean, you could, it was a process. Like I could have, could have transferred it from Massachusetts to North Carolina and then from North Carolina to Florida and blah, blah, and all that. It's, it's kind of, and, and it really That's wasn't stupid. a big deal for me to have it at that point in time. So I just kind of like, I let my license go in Massachusetts. Took a lot of crap from my old, my teachers and stuff up there for letting that happen. But okay. I knew I wasn't going back. So I just kind of, um, you know, st- stuck with it. But uh, I knew I wasn't going to make it past what I, where, you know, you, you, I was at the top. I, like I was going to be that, that right hand guy. And that was it. Like I wasn't going to, unless I own my own business and then we're getting into getting my license and all that stuff again. Masters. Yeah. yeah. So, and I just got to a point where I just, uh, I, I don't know. I was just, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of exhausted on, on that. I wasn't really, I wasn't doing it for me anymore. So I was starting to dislike my, uh, you know, getting up every day. I was kind of becoming a robot, just going, doing the same thing every day. And, uh, I got the opportunity to come here, uh, and I saw the you know it was kind of it's a it's an unstructured environment that we run here at C C D Vera, which is no. which, which is <laughs> which is good for it's a it's a it's the type of environment that that I as in my my type of personality my type of um, work ethic thrives in because I can I'm I'm just I can just do I can just go and do what I what I want to do and it's yeah it's really good and so I've just tried to. Um, take on as much as I can and, and learn as much as I can. And it's been, um, for me, I mean, it's been a great experience because it's, it's, I'm not bored every day when I come to work. And that's, I mean, I was very, very grateful to, uh, to get the opportunity to come here. And I've just tried to do what I can to, um, to make my mark, I guess, and to let, you know, to, to let CED know that, Hey, it wasn't a mistake for, for giving me the opportunity. And, and that's where the, you know, the code corner kind of comes in on that. As I'm trying to, you know, reach out as much as I can, and and you know, trying to spread spread what the the experience that I've had here. So hopefully that, hopefully the message is getting out there. I don't know if. Uh, well, it's definitely no. I don't think anybody's ever said it was a mistake to bring you on board by any any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, we look for people that have any sort of experience, but we're willing to hire somebody that has no experience. You right. know. But I, I think you're right that in this environment, which I I think it's controlled chaos. It's. Uh, <laughs> You know, we don't know when these guys are coming in. There's, it's not like the hotel business or the um, or the airplane business uh, where they know, for the most part, there's reservations made. Right. They have an idea of when people should be showing up for those reservations. Um, that's what bothers me about TSA when there's not enough people. It's like you knew how many people were going to be here, and you, kn- sure. you make them show up 90 to 120 minutes before their flight. You should have people and staff in, in re- proportion to the amount of people. We have no idea. So waves come all throughout the day. And really, it's not it's not for everybody. Like, not everybody can thrive in this environment. Um, it's kind of like kind of like when you're sifting through a bunch of rocks and you just see what what's left when you're done with it. You right. know, like not everyone panning for gold. Yeah, not yeah. everyone's gonna make it. You yep. know, panning for gold might be a better example um, because 
some people are just gonna slip through the cracks and, and not not be able to to handle the the ambiguity of the situation and like and other people will just latch on to that great and and become great in a different spelling of the word uh because they they're they realize like hey it's up to me you know and i think that's what's really important about the code corner time this all back to that is after even as trainees like you get trained for two to two two and a half three years whatever it is you become a manager and then it really is up to you to learn and, and more stuff like you can be the same person from year three to year 30 in your career by not learning things right or every day you can wake up and try to learn things through podcasts or books or articles or magazines um or going to seminars and and you know lunch and learns and yeah. like you can you can show up every day and just you know do your job and, and be happy with it or you can you can push and try to try to be more than than you know your job and and that's um, that's the difference, I think. If you, could, you know, if you uh, if you want to be more, you can be more. If you want to stay the same, then th- I mean, that's that's your choice too. But I'm I I always like to, to to try to go go further than you know the the mark I was given, or you know, I try to pass it in some some way, and hopefully it uh it uh you know gets out there, and hopefully people uh, see it and appreciate it. And, well, it definitely shows, man. I, I, it's, it's changed. Um, I read them every week. I know a bunch of people in our division read them. They get circulated throughout all the managers, and hopefully they're sending it to their whole team. Um, but I think it's, we made it as far as California, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think now they're they're regulars, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Once, once you get on that email yeah. list, again, it's jim at cedvero.com. Uh, he just adds you to the weekly. It's like a newsletter every single week, um, and you, you'll learn about some aspects and you know even even we have people that aren't even in the sales or even in the profit center but work for ced in in like a back office or uh even recruiting side of things and they're they're learning things about it that they're able to apply in, yeah. in their jobs as well um so that it's huge i mean it really is like this wealth of information that we get every single week that um, empowers us to be better than we were the week before so i commend you on that i want to acknowledge you for your hard work here and um I think we're going to try to wrap up before this hurricane. Yeah, have you heard some uh, heavy rain? So <laughs> who knows what it'll be like trying to drive home. But Yeah, I don't think the, the real bands are here. But, uh, you know, hopefully we uh, we have a building to come back to on Wednesday. Um, it looks like it's going to be okay from, from what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. And we're, if not, we'll be rebuilding from the ground up. We'll be even better. But, uh, Jim, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thanks here. for having me. It's been, uh, it's been great. Thanks for making the trip in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thanks guys for listening again. If you want to get on the email list, it is Jim at C E D Vero. That's V E R O dot com. Jim at C E D Vero dot com to get your name added to the weekly edition of the Code Corner by Jim Thanks for listening. Bye.